0: For us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun on this Monday morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right, so we've got some news happening today, and it all has to do with our health care system.
1: The continuing crisis. So come today, uh, starting today, 20 hospitals in the province will be activating teams of administrators to try to clear beds. They're looking for patients that can be discharged. They're looking for more space in their hospitals. And that's because the system is over capacity. Uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix laid out the situation on Friday. So there are 9,200 base beds in BC. Those are the ones in wards. Those are the ones in ERs that are staffed all the time. And they have about 2,500 beds that are overflow spaces. That's hallways, solariums, god storage closets, any space they can find. And they've already cut into about half of that overflow space. So the system is at 111% capacity. And Dix is activating these teams to try to keep it from going any more over capacity. It will be a big challenge. He said he this is proactive, but clearly they're already dealing with another year of crisis in the healthcare system.
0: This is going to stay in place for what six weeks? Six weeks. Uh, he says he hopes
1: that these teams will be able to manage the system without having to cancel a whole bunch of scheduled surgeries so this time last year january january is a bad month for the system anyway you've got a bunch of people who didn't really want to have scheduled surgeries in january so they get it done in uh, sorry in december they get it done in january plus you've got rsv and you've got covid and all sorts of other things and you've got healthcare workers off sick in higher numbers than usual. So he says he hopes that putting this in place to manage the system for six weeks can avoid any significant surgical cancellations. There will be some, but he doesn't plan, doesn't want a pattern uh that we saw during some of the worst times during the pandemic. Uh, I put the emphasis on hope there. was clear we wouldn't have even gotten the briefing on Friday if they weren't already concerned about the state of affairs in the 20 biggest hospitals in the
0: province. Okay, so we've got that, and then we've got this announcement coming up at noon today.
1: Yeah, so Premier David Eby is uh, back on the case, uh, a bit of a low profile over Christmas, not surprising, but Friday was day 50 of his 100 days of action, so he's back at it today, and today's theme is action on health care. We're told to expect another statement about improvement in capacity uh, in long-term care, so more facilities, more staffing, I assume, and also a statement on recruitment of nurses. So the government last fall already announced that it was going to work harder to expedite approval of of nurses with foreign credentials and work more quickly to upgrade credentials where that was needed. So that's the theme today. Uh, We'll see how much news there is in it. I mean, uh, you know, the premier's already used up 50 days of his days of action, and you can point to things that he announced, like the hydro rebate and stuff. But there's an awful lot of things where he declared aspirational goals. Uh, It may take some time. It will take some time before we see the results from all that.
0: Okay, and and when we talk about the uh, health minister, Adrian Dix, he's also been pretty vocal when it comes to talking about the federal government.
1: Yeah, he took a real shot at Ottawa on Friday. So the B.C. government has been reluctant to take too many shots at the federal government for a couple of reasons. One... They need a lot of stuff from Ottawa, and they try to get along with uh, the Trudeau government. Well, second of all, because the federal branch of their party is propping up the federal government. the uh, Trudeau wouldn't even be in power if the New Democrats weren't supporting him. So, you know, you sound a bit hypocritical if you say the federal government's doing a rotten job when your party is keeping it in office. So I think that's the reason. But there it was right on Friday. Right at the end, Adrian Dick said, you know, it's time... For the prime minister to stop acting like the opposition parties at the provincial level and start acting like a prime minister. And that sticks acknowledging that, for example, here in BC, Opposition leader Kevin Falcon said in year end interviews he doesn't think the federal government should write blank checks for the provinces for health care funding. He thinks it's legitimate for the federal government to attach conditions, keep data, and want to see results. Falcon's view is if you just write blank checks to the provinces for more health care funding, You're going to get the same system all over again. So that's the opposition leader view here in B.C. And uh, Adrian Dix is basically saying, stop acting like Kevin Falcon here in B.C. and start giving the province the money it needs to upgrade the system, recruit more doctors, expand capacity and do all the other things that you need to do to face uh, an aging population.
0: I find it interesting that he's kind of taken this on because his language on this is stronger than what we've heard from Premier David Eby.
1: Yes, it is stronger. Even John Horgan, who used to grumble a lot on this issue, has been careful but, you know, I think, and we talked about this on Friday, Simi, I think you're starting to see the B.C. government running out of patience with Ottawa on a number of files. So Ravi Kalon said last week, you know, the federal government is allowing all this immigration, and he doesn't oppose it, Kalon doesn't, but he said they really should start funding housing on the basis of the provinces that are getting all the immigration. BC's getting a third, a third of all the newcomers to Canada, but it's only getting funded as if, you know, it's got 14% of the Canadian population. Uh, EB's been calling for the federal government to amend the criminal code to deal with the bail problems that Ottawa created by making it much harder to detain repeat offenders. Uh, EB called on the federal government to do more to fight money laundering. Little action there. So I think that's a theme, Simi, for 2023, is how far will the new Democrats go in criticizing the government that their party is keeping in power in Ottawa.
0: So interesting. And also, can I we just something else we didn't get a chance to talk about? It happened over the weekend is this hearing that Glenn Clark has yes. left the Pattison Group.
1: He's not only left the Pattison Group, he's volunteered his services to lead BC Housing. So, uh, you know, Clark was there for 20 years. Clark turned 65. It sounds like it's an amicable parting because Pattison is keeping him on the boards of several of the companies that Pattison owns. So, uh, it's not like they've had a big falling out, but uh, Clark says he doesn't need the money, but he would like very much to offer his services to the provincial government, and he suggested in an interview with the tie-e that he thinks he'd make a good CEO for BC Housing. Well, BC Housing needs, needs a new CEO. The last CEO bailed, Shane Ramsey, and took early retirement and said he just couldn't handle the... Uh, the challenge is ahead. Uh, I have to assume that uh, Glenn Clark learned a hell of a lot uh, at uh, Jimmy H- Patterson's right hand. He was there for 20 years, and Jimmy isn't known for keeping around executives well, yeah. that don't know their jobs. So maybe he does have an awful lot to contribute on BC Housing. And uh, it's really interesting that he's basically out there saying, hey, uh, BC Housing's in trouble. I think I could help get some housing built, and uh, I think I'm your guy to do this. So that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I is he applying for is, the
0: job? Is he publicly applying for it? Well, he's pretty much.
1: You know, he's saying that he named it. He said BC Housing, uh, you know. Uh, so you got Joy McPhail running BC Ferries, and uh, you could have uh, you could have another uh, veteran New Democrat. Uh, Glenn Clark. He's kept his party membership, continued all the time he was working for Patterson to, you know, support the NDP and all that. So, uh, yeah, I have to think he would bring a lot of insight to that job. I have to think that the government could do worse. In fact, you could argue the government has done worse on some of its <laughs> appointments. So uh, I, it'd be really interesting to see. Yeah. Now, the one thing you got to say, Simi, is the private sector, as Glenn Clark knows, is very different from the public sector. And Clark is not a patient man. And he I don't know whether he has the sensitivity to run A public crown corporation with as many conflicting issues and as many conflicting stakeholders as B.C. housing. So that would be fascinating to watch if he stepped in there and how much of a learning curve he'd be climbing to return to the public sector.
0: Oh, I have a feeling we're going to talk more about that coming up in the future. Thanks so much. Yeah, it is so entertaining. (laughs)